So that right there is a message series that we are starting next week. We're gonna be looking at the life of Elisha. And I believe that this series is gonna have extreme power over your life. So come next week, be expecting God to move. It is gonna be an incredible, incredible series. Also, I want you to know that Worship Wednesday will actually conclude our 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church. So it's not seven days, so if you're fasting, you're, you only got three days, okay? We're, we're almost there. I know when she says seven days, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm struggling right now. I got, so you got three days, and we're gonna be finishing that as a church on Wednesday, but Wednesday, Worship Wednesday, it is gonna be a prayer and worship rally. We're believing God to move in your life, for God to move in that room. If you can't make it, make sure you tune online and watch. It is going to be an incredible, incredible service. Uh, but if, you know, before we get into today's message, I just want to say welcome to all of our first-time guests. We have a saying here at the church, you are only a guest one time. Next week when you come back, you are a part of our family. We want you to know this, it doesn't matter where you've been in this life, it doesn't matter the things that you've done, we believe that God has brought you here for a reason. And at this church, you belong, you matter, and there's a place for you. Um, and also I wanna welcome all those that are at home watching online. We have hundreds and hundreds of people watching from all over the world, all over America. So let's welcome all of our first time guests and all those that are watching <laughs> online. So today we are concluding a message series that we have called A New Thing. This is what I believe with all of my heart. Doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for a week, if you're not a Christian right now, if you've been a Christian for 30, 40 years, God wants to do something new in your life. You may look at your life and feel like, man, I feel like I'm just going through the motions. God wants to do something new in your life. So 2023, we're proclaiming it as a church. This is gonna be a year of things of new. Not just in countryside, not just here, but in your life. God has more for you. And the main idea in this series, what we've been saying is this. It's the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. Everybody wants this big life. Everybody wants to have a, a relationship with God that is so intimate. How do we get that? It's the small things that we do every single day that pay dividends in your life to the relationship you want with God. Here's what I can tell you. What we plant grows. I remember when I was a senior in high school, we, we did a senior trip to California it was an incredible, incredible trip. It, I saw a lot of weird stuff in California. It was, it was a little weird. But it, overall, it was an incredible, incredible trip. One of the things that I remember most, the things that I thought was so cool, we, we went to the, this redwood forest. And we, we walked through, we drove through, and there were these amazing, amazing redwoods. And these trees were ginormous. I mean, you see an oak tree here, like, oh, that's a big tree. These trees are like, 15, 20 foot in diameter, 100, 200, 300 foot tall. These trees are huge. These trees are strong. These trees ain't going nowhere. Now here's the thing with these trees. This is what you saw when, we, when you walked through the forest. But what you didn't see was where it started. It started with just a little seed. Just a little seed. What we plant grows in this life. And it's the same way in our walk with God. What we plant grows. What you didn't see was when that seed went into the ground. 
when it began to build its root system, when it was getting watered, when it was getting sunlight, it took time to grow. And now this tree is strong. This tree is going nowhere. It provides life for animals. It provides shade for people. It provides oxygen for us to breathe. But this is where it started. In this series, it's been an incredible series. If you've missed anything, I wanna encourage you to go back and watch online. Week number one, we talked about your one word for 2023. What is your one word for, from God in 2023? Week number two, we talked about our thoughts. Man, our thoughts are powerful. And the enemy is going to be inside of your mind. So what must we do? We must take every thought captive and take it to God's word. Because what we know, our strongest thoughts is gonna be the direction of our life. Last week, Pastor Glenn talked about our words. Our words are powerful. They have the difference between life and death. If you think something bad, skip it. If you think something good, say it. I was practicing that this week with my wife. Every time I saw her, I was just like, you are 33 weeks pregnant, and goodness, girl, you look good. So I was just saying it, and it was going great for me. But here's the thing. Today, we are talking about discipline. We are talking about discipline, because this is what we know. What we are is what we repeatedly do every single day. Your habits as an individual are extremely important and they make you who you are. So I wanna just ask you a question and you can just raise your hands, no one's judging you. Okay, the first question is this. How many of you would say you are very, very disciplined? Highly disciplined people. Okay, this is even less than first service, okay. So maybe about, you know, first service was probably 10%, this is about 3%. How many of you would say that you are not very disciplined? You can just raise your hands. No one's judging you. Well, I'm putting my hand up too, so. So he, he, here's the thing, if, if you think that you are not very disciplined, I want you to know this, that is not true. You're disciplined, but you may not be disciplined in what's best for your life. In this life, you will always have time for what's most important to you. Always. You may look at your schedule and be like, man, I've got young kids, I've, I've got to work, i got... You will always have time for what's most important for you. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to one of our young adults, and he was talking to me about his goals for 2023, all these big dreams in his heart and these things that he wanted to do. But he was complaining to me of saying, man, I am so undisciplined. I'm so lazy. I'm not in good shape. I'm, I don't eat good. I, I, I sleep a lot. And I'm like, well, no, no, you're disciplined. You're just disciplined in the wrong things. You're disciplined in hitting the snooze alarm three times. You, you are disciplined in sleeping in. You are disciplined in playing video games four or five hours a day. You are disciplined in never skipping a meal. You are extremely disciplined. We all have disciplines, but they may not be the best for our life. The main idea of today's message is this. Discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. We live in a world where it's all about the now. If you order something on Amazon, you might even get it before the day ends, right? 
We can get anything we want with just a touch of our hands. We can get it like that. But here's the thing. The best for us may not be what's in the moment. So we have an opportunity. We have a choice. Are we going to choose what we want now? Or are we going to choose what we want most? You, look, you can look at the areas in your life that you feel like, man, I'm extremely successful in this area of my life. If you have a good marriage, you probably have disciplines to be with your spouse. You probably have disciplines to go on a date night. You have disciplines to communicate because, man, communication is great for marriages, okay? If you have a good relationship with your kids, you probably spend time with them. Maybe take them to the park. Maybe read a book with them at night or or even pray with them. If you have a good relationship with God, you have disciplines in your life and say, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to read my Bible. You have disciplines. If you, are, if you have a good business or you are good with your finances, you probably have disciplines to make more money than what you spend. But the opposite of that is true as well for other areas of our life. If you look at your marriage and feel like, man, I'm, I am not happy in my marriage, well, you should take your wife out on a date. You should have disciplines to where you guys can talk and to communicate. If you feel like, man, I'm far from God, I don't feel his presence in my life, my question would be, what are the disciplines in your relationship with God? How much are you praying? Are you reading God's word? Maybe you want to be physically active and you feel like, you know what, 2023 is the year I'm gonna get in shape, this is the year for me. And you start off Monday, it's going great, you have a great workout, man, things are going good. Tuesday comes around, you get another good workout in and then Wednesday comes around and It's a little chilly outside, right? We've had some of those chilly mornings and we thought, you know what, this bed is just too warm and cozy. My shoulder's a little tight, I'm gonna give it a day to rest. And then Thursday comes around and that shoulder's still kinda tugging at you. So you say, you know what, I'm gonna skip today too. And then Friday comes around and those golden arches are just calling your name. One of the biggest things, not just for, for undisciplined people, but for everybody. One of the biggest issues in our life can be our inconsistency. I want you to know this, you're not alone. Everyone struggles with this. Paul from the Bible himself struggled with the same exact thing. You may have this question, why am I so inconsistent? This is what Paul says in Romans 7. He says, I really don't understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it any way. Does anyone ever feel like that? Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't alone. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing it. It is sin living in me that does it. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Here's our answer. Thank God. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. You may look at your life and feel like, man, I need hope. I need an answer. The answer, it's one answer. The world is going to tell you a tons of different things of your best life and, and this is what you need, self-help. The only self-help we need in this life is the name of Jesus Christ. Who will deliver me? It is Jesus Christ, 
our Lord. I want you to know this, with the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you, there can be change. The spirit inside of us is stronger than the wrong desires in my life. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. The same spirit that helped Jesus resist temptation in the wilderness dwells inside of you. And a lot of us, we don't really believe that. But I want you to know you have a spiritual weapon that lives inside of you. We have an opportunity to rely on the spirit of God. You may not be self-disciplined. I may not be self-disciplined, but I can be spirit-disciplined because the spirit of God inside of me can help me resist temptations that are pulling me away from my family, that are pulling me away from my life. What do you want now and what do you want most? I want you to know there are things in my life that God has delivered me from. Things that I thought I would never be able to break away from. Things that defined me for very large portions of my life. Substances, lust, pride. Things that I'm like, man, this is just who I am. I guess this is just how it's always gonna be. I'm always gonna be addicted. I'm always gonna be stuck to that. That's just who I am. Christ delivered me. And I want you to know this, Christ will deliver you too. He will. Not everything happens overnight. It's not just a light switch and then it's done. We have an opportunity to rely on Christ every day of our life. And I want you to know this, in our weaknesses, the things that you feel like, this is just who I am, this is the way it's always been, this is the way it'll always be, in my weaknesses, Christ is strong. Big things don't happen all at once or with just one choice. So what must we do? We must train to win what matters most. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, it says this. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. Anybody grow up playing any sports? Baseball, basketball, softball, volleyball. Okay, I grew up playing baseball and basketball and football. Some people, they go out there because it's like, hey, this is just good for your health. That's great. Some people, they go out and they're like, you know what? We're just going out there to have a good old time. To me, it's not fun unless you win, okay? If, if, if we are losing, I'm not having fun. This isn't good for my health. It's probably bad for my health. We are going out there to win. It's that way in our life with God. We aren't just going along on our days. We're doing this for a reason. There are people in our lives that need a touch from God. And you may be the only Jesus that they see. So we are running to win this race. All athletes are disciplined in their training. But they do it for a prize that's going to fade away. But you and I, we do it for an eternal prize. A prize that will not fade, that will not rust. So back in the day of this time in Corinth, there were these big Olympic games. They were called the Isthmian Games. And these games, this was a big deal. It was a big race. It was patriotic pride. Not anyone just got to do it. If you're like, hey, I want to run a 5K, it's not like that. Okay, you've got to be chosen because it's a big, big deal. So all these athletes, they would go into a special training program for 10 months. 
and they would put their body through rigorous training. They would have very strict diets. They would have no wine, no junk food. They would endure extreme cold, extreme heat, put their bodies through just really difficult situations. In the Bible later it says, so strip off anything that hinders us from this race. Strip away anything that hinders you from this race. What is that thing that you must strip away in your life? Is it a relationship? Is it something on your phone? Do you need to wake up earlier? What is the thing that's hindering you on this walk with God? So in this time, people would actually strip away anything that hindered them. They would actually run naked, which is crazy. If that doesn't make you want to not come in last place, I do not know what will. 1 Corinthians 9.25, they do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for a prize that is eternal. Their prize was a wreath of leaves. A wreath of leaves. Listen, discipline is difficult. There can be times when you feel extreme fatigue. You may feel like, man, how in the world am I going to move on. How can I get through this area and this stronghold and this temptation in my life? I want you to know it will be a battle. But when we rely on God and we push forward, we are rewarded. We are rewarded with peace. We are rewarded with joy. We are rewarded with the presence of God in our life. We are rewarded with eternal life. Trouble is temporary, but rewards are eternal. 1 Corinthians 9.26, so I run with purpose in every step I take. With every step that you take, it is with purpose. You're not just taking your kids to school. You are praying with them. You are teaching them things of God. You're not just clocking in because you are there for a reason. You have a purpose. When you clock in, you are on your mission field. You have a purpose. You're not just going to school to take classes. You are having a purpose in your life. You're not just going to dinner with your family. There's a purpose why you're there, to show them the love of Jesus Christ. I'm not just shadow boxing. I'm not just doing this for show. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Our natural tendency as humans it's all about ourselves. It's all about laziness, whatever makes me feel good. But as Christians, we are disciplined because we have a purpose. We're not just doing this for things of the now, we're doing it for things ahead. I'm not naturally a disciplined person. I mean, there are Wednesday nights when I come home, I wanna eat my entire house, for real. There are times there's this little donut shop by my house, it's $2 donuts and they're amazing. Every time I pass it, I, I want to stop and eat five of them, okay? Like, I, I, I have those tendencies in my life. I want to sleep in. I, there are days I don't want to pray. There are days I don't want to read my Bible. There are times when my kids are fighting, I don't want to discipline them. I just want to give them boxing gloves and say, hey, just let me know who wins, okay? The spirit that dwells inside of me empowers me to choose what I want most over what I want right now. So choose what you want most 
over what you want right now. So what do you want most in this life? What do you want? You know, maybe you hear that and you're like, man, I want, I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to, I want to quit smoking. I want to get promoted and, and get out of debt and, and join the gym and eat better. What I would say to you is, that's fantastic. You should do those things. It will help your life immensely. It'll be great, but it's all for a wreath of green leaves. Us, we are after an incorruptible prize that will not fade, that will not tarnish. There's nothing that anyone can ever do to take away your reward. In this race, we're pursuing Christ. And when we put Christ on the throne of our hearts, it's not just a box we check or it's something we put on our bio on Instagram or just something we do every other Sunday by coming to church. And this is who we are. Everything changes in your life. I want you to know this. When you pursue God and you make him the number one thing in your life, naturally you want to love your spouse better. It happens when you start pursuing a relationship with God, God begins to purify your heart. And you say, you know what, maybe I don't wanna look at that on the internet anymore, so I'm gonna put up blocks so I can't even look at that anymore. With Christ, everything follows. C.S. Lewis put it perfectly. Look for yourself, and you will find in that long run only hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, and ruin, and decay but look for Christ and you will find him and with him everything else. This life is portrayed by the Bible as a marathon. It is a long road. It can be extremely difficult. You will experience hatred. You will experience loneliness, despair, rage, fatigue. But when you look for Christ, I want you to know this, you will find him and with him, everything else. At the end of last year, around October, I got this crazy idea. I don't know why, I still don't. But I, I, I got this idea of like, I want to run a triathlon. And it, people are already laughing. I know, me too. So I, I was like, you know what? I've, I've always you know, lifted weights. I've done these different things. I want to put my body through something I've never done before. I want to I start training for a triathlon. So... I never, I don't know what to do. I know you gotta run, I know you gotta bike, I know you gotta swim. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start running. So I started running. There's this stop sign in my neighborhood. It is .22 miles away from my house. Not 2.2, .22 miles away from my house. Man, that first run to the stop sign. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding stuff, I'm, I get to that stop sign, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm gassed, I'm, I'm gassed, okay? I didn't even run home. I walked home, I'm like, this is like a walk of shame, man. <laughs> the next day, it got a little easier. Next day, it got a little easier. The next day, it was easy. After that, now I'm running two, three, four, five. The other day, I ran six and a half miles. Listen, that is fantastic. That is great. But that right there... It's for a wreath of green leaves. That compares to nothing to when I was 19 years old. 
And I said, you know what? I'm tired of being religious. I'm tired of just going to church. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day of my life. I want his presence surrounding me wherever I go. And I started waking up. I just read one verse and said a quick prayer. That's where it started. And then it grew. Three verses, 10 verses, a chapter, two chapters, and it grew. It changed my life. The presence of God changes everything. You know, running that triathlon, it may not be in your cards, and you may be like, man, that's really dumb. I would never want to do that. I understand. Trust me. But what, what about in our life? What if we ran a, tri- a spiritual triathlon where we said, you know what? I'm going to read God's word. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to serve in God's house. What I want you to do is just take a moment. For 2023, what is going to be your one discipline? What do you need to do today to have what you want most? What do you need to change? What is the discipline that needs to take place so you can achieve what you want most in this life? I want you to know this. God has something new for you. It's not the same old thing. It's not the same relationship you've, with God you've had for 10 years or, or last year. God wants something new for you. So what is your next step? Maybe it's to read a YouVersion Bible app. Maybe it's to commit to a date night with your spouse. Maybe it's you're gonna pray for your kids every day or join a small group or delete all the apps and off your phone and off your tablet so you're not as tempted to look at things. Maybe it's to wake up 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes earlier so you can pray and get in God's word. I'm not disciplined. You're not disciplined. But we can be spirit disciplined. The Holy Spirit inside of us is, strong, is much stronger than the wrong desires in our heart. My one discipline this year is to be up before my kids are up so I can seek the face of God. Listen, I have, I've got kids. When they are up, there's messes to be cleaned, there's toys to clean, there's, there's outfits to change, there's hair to brush, there's a lot, of, a lot of hair in my house, okay? Two young girls. I wanna be up before my kids. I wanna seek the face of God. That is my discipline this year. I want you to know this, with Christ's help, you can do and you can work through the things in your life to achieve what you want most. Two weeks ago, we talked about our thoughts. Your thoughts matter. Your thoughts are moving you in a direction to run your life. Your words, they have the power between life and death. If you can change your words, you can change your life. You can change a life. And we run to win. With purpose in every step, of our being, we are disciplining our bodies to do what it should do. We are what we repeatedly do. And with Christ's help, we will choose what we want now over what we want most. People, they will look at your life and say, man, how did you have such a great relationship with God? How are you so spirit-led? How, how, are, you, how are your kids the way that they are? What's the big thing that you did? It, it's not the big things. It's the little things that we do every single day. It's the small things that make the biggest difference. Would you bow your heads and pray with me today? Lord Jesus, 
We pray, God, that your spirit will empower us to choose what we want most over what we want in the moment. Along this way, there will be times when we feel fatigue. There'll be times when we feel like we can't go on. Lord Jesus, I pray that you strengthen these people. We strengthen your people, God, to rely on you every single day that you will give us strength, that you will give us boldness, that you will give us a spirit of courageousness, that when we go into our workplace, when we are with our families, we will be who you called us to do. We will do the things that you want of us, Lord Jesus. In your name I pray, amen. If you guys can keep your heads bowed just for a moment. Maybe you're in here and you're far from God. Maybe you've never had a relationship with God or maybe you feel like you've drifted. I want you to know this. God wants to do a new thing in your life. And that new thing that he wants to do is give you a fresh start with him. You may look at your life and feel shame. You may feel regret. You may feel anger with how your life has turned out. I want you to know God will take away all of your sins, all of your shortcomings. He's already paid the price and he will give you a new life. But what must we do? We must put our hope in him. Turn from our sins, turn from the person that we've been, and he will give us a fresh start. So if you're in here today and say, you know what, I want that in my life. I want to have a relationship with him. I don't want the same old, same old. I don't want to just do the same things that I've always done. If you're in here today and say, I want to make God the king of my heart, what I'm going to ask you to do is just to raise your hand on the count of three. I want to pray for you. One, two, three. Amen. Amen. Scott, you can put your hands down. I want you to know this. For those who just raised your hand, God doesn't just want your hand. He wants your heart. He wants your heart. I'm going to say a prayer over you, but if you raise your hand, just talk to God. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that he was raised on the third day, you will be saved. So just talk to God. He's a friend. Say, forgive me for my sins. I'm turning away from who I am, and I promise you this, your life will never be the same. I'm just gonna pray over you now. Lord Jesus, I pray for the people who are accepting you as their Lord and Savior. I pray, God, that you will strengthen them on this walk with you, God, that this will not just be a one-time church service thing, God, but this will be a part of their life forevermore. Today, God, we ask for forgiveness from our sins, and we declare that we are turning away from those things that we once did, God, and we are putting our hearts and our life with you. Welcome into our heart, Lord. Today, God, we declare that you are our God, that you are our Savior, that you are our very best friend. In your name I pray, amen. Let's give it up for those people who just received Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Andrew. I just love that guy. You know, God has such a generational anointing on this church. I'm so thankful to be a part of it. So would you stand with me now? I'm gonna say a blessing over you. And if the altar prayer team would just come to the front, right after I say this blessing, if you raised your hand, if you prayed that prayer to receive Jesus in your heart, I wanna invite you to come forward because we have a book for you called A Fresh Start with God, and we like to give it to you as a gift. 
So to receive your blessing now, would you just open your hearts before the Lord? If you like, you can turn your palms upward just in a posture of receiving. May the Lord bless you this day with a craving, a passion, a strong desire for the things that matter to him the most. And may the Lord bless you with his strength to pursue those desires. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you, church, and we'll see you this Worship Wednesday.